going to be uh, going back to a message I started, I think it was a couple of Wednesdays back. Uh, but that uh, message was titled, The Force of Wisdom. The Force of Wisdom. And I want to go back to that. Father God, I just ask that you speak tonight and give us true understanding. Thank you for your word that changes our lives. We give you praise, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible tells us that uh, Jesus, I'm reading from Mark chapter 6, verse 2. It says, when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished. And Jesus was in Nazareth. Many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hand? What wisdom is this that is given to him? Where did this man get these things? When they heard him teaching, they were astonished. This was Nazareth. They knew him when he was a boy. They saw him grow up. And I'm sure they saw his activities. Now they were listening to his words and they realized, hey, something different. What's going on? Where did he get these things? And what wisdom is this? which is given to him. So it was the wisdom that was given to him that brought out those signs, those mighty works that he was doing. Wisdom was the first manifestation of his divinity. When he spoke to the doctors of the law in the temple, and he was just 12 years old. So wisdom, according to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. God will not ask you to get something that you couldn't get. God will not ask you to go get something that you were born with. Wisdom you can receive from God. Wisdom is the number one thing. Therefore, as you, you as a child of God, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, make sure you get understanding also. In other words, wisdom is the master key to everything in life. If you are going to be successful in life, you need wisdom. Is the number one thing. And so set your heart to get wisdom. And James says, if, you, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask from God. In other words, if you think you don't have enough wisdom, ask from God. 
We need wisdom. Let me share with you from the scripture some of the things that God's wisdom will deliver to you. The wisdom we are talking about tonight is not common sense. That's natural. It's scriptural sense. That's the wisdom of God. The wisdom from God will deliver much into your hands. In Proverbs chapter 3, beginning from verse 13, the scripture says, Happy is the man or woman who finds wisdom. In other words, when you get, if you find wisdom, then I know that you have been searching for wisdom. You got to go out and search. A lot of Christians don't think they have to do anything. God would just deliver that to me. Just because I pray. No. That's good. God will deliver if you pray. But you have to hunger after wisdom. You have to search for it. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. In other words, if you find wisdom, you will live a happy life. There's nobody that's going to get in your way. Nobody can stop you. You don't have to be afraid of anyone. You don't have to prove anything to any man. As I was thinking tonight, I was thinking, I'm so glad I have God in my life. I have nothing to worry about. I just don't have anything to worry about. Things are going to be well. Forget about people's opinion. A lot of people worry about what people think. That's bondage. Stay faithful to God. Stay doing what He's called you to do. There's always going to be a pleasant result. Get wisdom. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. And the man who gains understanding. In other words, you're searching and you're gaining. You're drawing wisdom into your life. You're gaining it. You can never remain the same. I feel sorry for Christians that year after year, they're exactly the same. Nothing has changed. Their understanding hasn't grown Their devotion hasn't grown. Their prayer life hasn't grown. They are not seeking. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. If you knock, the door will be open. If you don't knock and you don't go after God, you stay the same. And remember this. Anything that's living, that's not growing, is dying. It's in the process of dying. You got to grow. You can never be satisfied in your desire for God. The more of God you have in your life, the more of life you have in your life. The more of God you have in you, the more of the God kind of life, eternal life that you have here on earth. And that will change things in your life and give you peace. He says, so you are happy. Why? Verse 14 says, for our proceeds are better than the profits of silver. Silver may profit you. But what wisdom will deliver to you will be much more than what silver will deliver to you. And again, than fine gold. So we have the profit from silver and gain from fine gold. You can't compare the wisdom of God with gold. 
Why? Because the wisdom of God will deliver both silver and gold and more to your life. That's the truth. And when, when, they, when the wisdom of God delivers that to your life, read the scripture. It says she, that's person five, wisdom, she is more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with wisdom. You can go, turn loose of your desire. Keep desiring stuff. You can't compare whatever you can imagine with the wisdom of God. That's what he's saying. This wisdom is even more. You can't compare it to, to it. I like what it says in verse 14. Because that's real life. It says, length of days is in our right hand. That's wisdom. Length of days is in our right hand. It's one thing to have length of days. But then you see people who have length of days, they don't have health, they have all kinds of trouble. That's not pleasant. It says length of, length of days are in our right hand. In our left hand, riches and honor. So you have long life, but you got riches and you got honor with it. You're complete. You're doing well in life. God is lengthening your days. When, when the Bible speaks of long life, he's not talking of long life with all kinds of weakness and disease and sickness. That, that's not life. Some people who are really sick and they're going through, they would rather die than to stay alive. I was reading about some woman, and probably you guys read about her. She was involved in some kind of uh, case, I guess. But she, she was very wealthy. She gave millions of dollars. But she lived in the hospital. That was her home. She had home, big ones. If you read, if you read anything about the Edward Pryor, you read about this. But she lived in the hospital. With all her millions. That's not life. She was constantly there. Back and forth. So when God talks about wisdom delivering long life to you, that's a healthy life. Long, just like Abraham. Amen? <laughs> Going to battle while he was already over 75. <laughs> Moses, at his, the end of his life, he says his vigor, his strength didn't diminish. That's long life. He could see very well. That's long life. That's what the wisdom of God will deliver to you. So, lo long life in the right hand, and then riches, and coupled with riches, coupled with honor. Some people have riches, they have no honor. People don't respect them. They know how they got their money, <laughs> and so they don't respect them much. But when wisdom delivers to you, you have honor. Verse 17, it says, Our ways are the way, are ways of pleasantness. You know, in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, it says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. But when 
you have the wisdom of God. Whichever way he directs you, all you get is pleasantness. That's what the scripture is saying. And a path, a peace. That's so important. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. In other words, you can lose your wisdom. But if you retain, you got it. Wisdom is, according to the scripture here, a tree of life. If you don't understand what that is, think Genesis. Right after Adam and Eve sinned, God was concerned about just one thing. He didn't want them to put their hands on the tree of life that was in the midst of the garden. Actually sent, sent a, cherub, a cherubim to one, the gate one side to prevent them from getting in there. And then set a fiery sword, a flaming sword. Then turns every which way, just turn all over to pre- to prevent them from getting to that tree of life. Now here the Bible says wisdom. What is wisdom? The tree of life. The same tree of life to you. That what God will deliver to you. Isaiah chapter thirty-three verse six says wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your time. In other words, if you have wisdom and you have understanding, you have knowledge, it will be stable. Not sometimes up, sometimes down. It's a consistent thing. You start, the Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginning, so you are encouraged because the big days are coming. If you stay with wisdom, you're going to get there. Forget what's happening today. Set your eyes to obtain wisdom. Because great things are ahead of your life. God said, I know this is my plan for you. I know what I've planned for you. Think about what God has planned for you. You think it's going to be a small thing? It's going to be really great. Wisdom is the principal thing. You cannot have wisdom and say the same Stay the same way. Stay in the same place. Things are going to be changed. Things will change in your life. I think about Stephen and Philip. I mentioned this on Sunday. The disciples were having a problem among the new believers. And it was about serving tables. We talked about this on Sunday. Christians don't want to do, you know, the menial things. Most people want to stand behind the pulpit so everybody can see them, that they got a lot of wisdom and all of that. But sometimes that's not the place to start. God has another place for you to start. And if you are faithful in that, God will change that quickly. But the disciples, the apostles decided, we can do this job. I know you guys are looking to us, 12 of them. We can't handle this. We can't do this. This is going to take time away from us that we need for prayer and for ministry. But this is what they said 
in Acts chapter 6, verse 3. It's, they said to them, Therefore, brethren, brothers and sisters, please seek out from among you. You know yourself. Seek out from among you seven men. We just need seven men of good reputation. In other words, you can count on them. Amen. They are not flaky. Not sometimes up, sometimes down. They have good reputation. Full of the Holy Spirit. That's a good one. Not just any man. But you know them. Tell me those that you know are full of the Holy Spirit. Many times in church life, we look at the people and the pastor thinks, well, that one dresses well and it seems to be okay. So, no, that's not the way to pick them. You, have a lot, you run into a lot of troubles when you do that. Angela and I have to really learn, okay? <laughs> you don't go that way. With good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit, and what? Also full of wisdom. Full of the Holy Spirit. In my, in, if you allow me to go through, I just, full of the Holy Spirit, that's enough for me. That's not what they said. Full of the Holy Spirit, that's not good enough. <laughs> not quite enough. Not reputation, full of the Holy Spirit. They also must be full of what? The wisdom of God. Those are the people we need to serve tables. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Many of us would protest. I'm full of wisdom. I want to teach. No, God says, serve tables. Amen. But if you are full of wisdom, you can never stay the same. Like I said on Sunday, Stephen became the first man to give his life for the gospel. And while he was dying... He said, Stephen himself said, I see the Lord. Now when Jesus got up to heaven, he sat down by the Father's right hand. Because he said on the cross, it is finished. There was nothing more to do. He was sitting at his Father's right hand. But when this precious servant of his was coming back home, Stephen said, I can see him standing Waiting to receive this man. That's great honor. If God would get off of his throne to welcome you home, uh, you are not ordinary. He was full of wisdom. And Philip became the greatest of evangelists. You can read in Acts 20. You're still talking about Steve, uh, uh, Philip. Who started with serving tables? Acts 20, he was still the Philip the Evangelist. Signs and wonders coming out of his life, coming out of the wisdom. When you have wisdom, the wisdom of God in you, signs and wonders will follow. Philip went to Samaria, and what happened? Signs and wonders followed, and there was great peace and joy in that city. When Philip showed up, Where did this man get this faith? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that by his hands these mighty works are done? 
Wisdom is the principal thing. And we must seek after wisdom to get wisdom. What kind of wisdom are we talking about? There are three kinds of wisdom. And you have to, you, you, you people pursue after this. There is earthly wisdom. Real, true wisdom. Common sense. <laughs> real wisdom. Some people are educated, but they don't have common sense. Have you met people like that? <laughs> they frustrate you. They're highly educated. They have the PhD, the post-holding digger degree and all of that. But you're thinking, how did he get this degree? He's stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. He's a doctor, but he has all this great wisdom in his field. But in life, you're wondering, I wonder how he got his degree. You've seen that. That's earthly wisdom, common sense. Some people can be educated, don't even have that. But some people have that. And then there is demonic wisdom. You can find that in the occult. And then there is wisdom from above, which was given to Christ. Which the Bible says, if you think you don't have, ask and go after. In James chapter 3, verse 15, it says, This wisdom does not descend from above. So there is the wisdom from above. But it's earthly. That's earthly wisdom. And then there is demonic wisdom. In verse 17, it says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Then peaceable. That we just read in Proverbs, his path are the path of peace. So it's peaceable. Gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without, without hypocrisy. Sometimes, I think I, my wife and I have often, we, we feel like we've really grown since we went into being a pastor. You deal with all kinds of things. But God's given so much grace so you can really handle things and keep going. And generally, I can just listen to a person and I can tell what's going on. They have an idea and they believe it's the Lord. He came from heaven. God gave it to them by revelation. And I, they, they're telling me what they think God wants them to do. And I say to them, well now... Let's wait a minute. Guess what? They get angry. Once I see that, I know where that wisdom came from. I already know. They'll argue with you and tell you, we got this from God. It was by revelation. And they'll give you all the circumstances, what this person said, and all of that, I still know it was not from God. Because if it was from God, when I say to them, just wait a minute, 
they will, the wisdom from God will always yield. They're not going to push anything. I know it's not God's wisdom. And generally, they pursue it and they hurt themselves. And now they don't want to come back. They don't want to see you because they're ashamed. We have to go through this. But, you know, we pray and believe God for people so that God will deliver them. The wisdom of God, when you know God's ways, is ways are the ways of peace. When you know that you don't have anything to prove to anybody, the wisdom of God will deliver to you. You don't have to make way for yourself. Wait and see what God's wisdom will do for you. People will hear it coming out of your mouth and they'll say, Pastor, we don't think this person should be doing this. I heard about a woman who was just teaching children and, and, and she didn't care. And God, she had great wisdom and understanding in scriptures. I went to church, didn't ask to teach adults. She was happy to teach children. And as the people listened to her, they went to their pastor, look, we are wasting our resources. That woman shouldn't be in the classroom there teaching children. We need her here. That's promotion. I don't know what happened with the woman but became really a great teacher of the word of God. You don't have to prove anything. The wisdom of God will make the way for you. When you're arguing and fighting, that's a clear indication that what you got is not God's wisdom. What you have is sensual, of the flesh, earthly, and sometimes demonic. Especially when you want to push the pastor around. <laughs> that's when pastors start casting out devils, you know. He's mad. <laughs> All right. So there is demonic wisdom. And that's kind of difficult to understand how it affects people. I never could understand how people who are medical doctors and all of that would listen to somebody like David Koresh, you know him, and be willing to deliver their life into his hands. But me, I don't understand that. But to them, he has wisdom. And they're buying into what he's delivering to them. For you, it's strange. But what is God is demonic. To them, they understand it. In their mind, they think you're stupid. And they got everything. It's demonic. So there is that part of wisdom. That, and sometimes those things will deliver things to them. But then, well, as soon as they get up there, the rug is pulled from underneath them. And they come crashing down. He was in God. When God puts you up, Nobody's going to bring you down. They can die trying. It still will not happen. When God's wisdom delivers to you. The wisdom of God comes from above. And it's usually superior to the wisdom of man. It's a mystery. His ways are past finding out. You never know how God's going to do it. But you're going to get there. This is what John said. John the Baptist. John chapter 3, verse 27. When they were looking at Jesus and wondering about what he was doing, John the Baptist says, A man can receive nothing. Please say the word nothing. Let that get into your spirit. Because we, we sometimes we don't understand things. And when the man has it, it's from God. Honor it. 
not the man. Honor what God is delivered. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from, from heaven. He can't receive anything unless God gives it to you. And in verse 31, it says, He who comes from above is above all. When it's coming from above, it's above all. He who is of the earth, if what you got is earthly wisdom, is earthly. And you speak of earthly things. But he who comes from above, from heaven, is above all. So what you need to seek is not the wisdom that is earthly, but the wisdom that comes from heaven that is above all wisdom. That's what we need. That which is from above is above all. So what is the source of the wisdom we're talking about? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. But to those who are called, that's you and I, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. It's all about Jesus. Christ is the power of God. That's where it resides. The power of God. And Christ is the wisdom of God. So what I need is Jesus. In verse 30 of the same chapter, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. Who became what? Wisdom from God. Jesus in you, that's the wisdom from God. That's who he is. He He became wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Now, please give me uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I believe verse 13. This, what we're talking, remember that Jesus, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus said, He lives with you, now He shall be in you. The more of the word you have, the more of Jesus you have. The wisdom of God is infinite. We can only grow in wisdom. You can have all of it. So, getting wisdom is obtaining scriptural sense. Scriptural wisdom is going after the Word of God to fill your life with the Word of God. The more of the Word you have, now I'm not talking about just reading, the more revelation you get from the Word that you put in you, the more of God's wisdom you will have in you, the more of a success as a Christian you will be in life. Christ is the power of God. He is the wisdom of God. 
You can't have the power of God and not have the wisdom of God. Philip had the wisdom of God. He was full of God's wisdom. But he was also full of God's power. And because he was full of God's power, when he went into Samaria, the evidence was there. People got healed. So Philip, it was no big deal. He's got the wisdom. What wisdom is this which is given to him? The way to obtain that wisdom we're talking about, let's not be too mystical. Just get the word of God into you with understanding. That's why Paul was saying, I never cease to pray for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The knowledge of Christ. The more of Christ you know, the more revelation of Him you have in your life, the more of the wisdom of God you have in your life, the more of the pleasant things in life will come your way. That's what He's saying. Jesus Christ, He is to us the power of God and the wisdom of of God. The more of the word I have with full understanding, the more of Christ I have in my life. The more of Jesus I have who has been delivered to us as the wisdom of God in our life, the more of wisdom you got in your life. That's what it is. It's going straight after the word. That is amazing. And that's why I kept encouraging people. Why stay away from Sunday school? What's the problem? You don't want wisdom, you just want to be dumb, excuse me, spiritually. What's the matter? Stay there. Spend hours searching the scripture, praying in tongues. And you just see things coming to you, wisdom. Wisdom from God as you pray. I've shared this year with you before. Before I went into ministry, I, I had all these things. I studied and studied, studied word of healing and all of that. And I, it was hard to understand these things. And God kept telling me, it's the same thing as you do when you pray with people to receive the Holy Spirit. And I'll say to the Lord, well, that's all right. I was like, I like this ministering the Holy Spirit to people. Just this healing stuff, that's another thing for me. But one night as I slept, God was showing me, and I've read those scriptures before, how to heal the deaf and make the dumb to speak. And I got up that morning and I said to Angela, I, I believe I can do these things. And Angela, yeah, said, Jesus, the Holy Ghost. I said, yeah, I understand, but that's what I'm talking about. And I got my opportunity to do it, and God did it. I wasn't afraid. I was happy because here was the situation presenting itself. As they walked to me and they were telling me, oh, she's completely deaf in this one here. And this one uh, is almost gone. It was no fear. She was my finger out, just like Jesus did. What did Jesus do? Like the man said, they, I told you the story of the preacher. They said, uh, the name of the dead child Jesus raised was damsel. What's the name of this one? <laughs> So we can raise this child from the dead. Put my finger there, prayed, and God healed him. But all because 
the wisdom of God is there. You can't be bold without the wisdom of God in you. You don't know what you're doing. You'll be scared. This is where the boldness comes from. I, I asked for that scripture. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, These things we speak, we also speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So the words of wisdom, not the wisdom of man, not with words which man's wisdom teaches. Many times in church, all we're hearing just man's wisdom. What the Holy Spirit, the wisdom that the Holy Spirit is teaching, that's what brings deliverance and salvation to the lives of people. That's the truth. In Colossians 2 verse 3, it says, In whom are hidden all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. Notice, notice the word hidden. Everything that is precious in life, that's just the way God does his things. Everything that's precious, you can't find them in the surface. You don't find... Um, Gold, just walking around the parking lot. If you need oil, <laughs> you need to dig deep. No precious metal you'll find just in the surface. You got to work for it. You got to search for it. Deep calls out to deep. That's what it is. You got to search for it. Just sitting there and not wanting, it is a trouble in, in the body of Christ, not wanting to do something. And, and the scripture is right there. If you cry out for wisdom, God will deliver it to you. No doubt about it. Jesus said, if anyone comes to me, I will in no wise turn away. He'll welcome you. But the hunger is not there. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be filled. There is Jesus in him, the hidden treasure of wisdom. It's right there in Christ. You got to go after it. You got to search for it. To you, it's been given to have this. How do we engage this wisdom? It is the Word of God, the source for the wisdom. No matter the problem, the Word of God has the solution. No matter the question, the Word of God has the answer. You can always find it from the Word of God. The Word is always the source. Second Timothy 3 verse 15, it says, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise. How do you get wise? Knowing the Holy Scriptures, 
wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Salvation, that's the word sozo, meaning to be delivered, to be free, set free, to be made whole. That's a compound word. From the beginning, as a child, you knew the scriptures, and the scripture is able to make you wise unto salvation. That's in Christ. Unto freedom. That's in Christ. Unto success. That's in Christ. It's the scriptures. That's where the wisdom is at. No going after the scriptures to know God's word. God's word will deliver natural wisdom to succeed here in life. You don't have to depend on anybody. God will deliver it. And it gives you that confidence. And we've seen that here. The staff, I, I personally, Angel and I, we don't like it when somebody comes in and they think, well, I have this. You can't boss me around. You are not my master. He called me. If you think you got money, go somewhere else and give it to them. I don't need your money. I need his money. Amen. That's just the way it is. And God will always, and when you know God's word, you have that confidence. I'll never lose sleep because of the Ark Fellowship finances, God will always put it there for us. It's going to be there when we need it. It's got to be there. And God will do the same thing for your life. It's the scriptures that give when you hear that word, the spirit of the word, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. Gives you that God kind of life that's fearless in the face of Life's challenges. You're fearless. You may waver a little bit, but when you get in your closet, between you and your father, and you pick up the scriptures, God begins to speak to you. He says, son, daughter, don't worry about it. I was there. I was here before you got here. I've already paved the way for you. He's going to be okay. And all of a sudden, this peace from heaven is poured into your soul with the wisdom of God. All its paths are the paths of peace and pleasantness. The wisdom of God. Amen? That's what the wisdom will do for us. I have a lot and I need to say tonight. Psalm 119. I got to go into the scripture. And remember, when God, in the Old Testament, the way God talks about the Scripture, He calls His testimony, commandment, your word, that's in the Old Testament. But that's what it is here. Look at what David says. You, that's God, through your commandments, that's through your word, through the Scriptures, make me wiser than my enemies. So when they are planning against you, you already know what they are doing. And you know what how to go and get around their problem. And whatever they are doing. You have made me. How? You made me wiser than my enemies. How? Through God's word. Through the word of God. For they are ever with me. That's the enemies. They are always there planning. <laughs> but I'm smarter than them. Amen. That's what David was saying. And your word is what delivered that wisdom to me. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. Not some of my teachers. 
I have more understanding than all of my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. Because I always go to your word. And I'm thinking on your word, what you've said. So I'm smarter than all of my teachers. I got more. They have head knowledge. I have the root knowledge. I know what's going on. I know how to navigate my way through these things. They're just talking. That's what he's saying. I have more understanding than all of my teachers because of your testimony. Verse 100, he says, I understand more than the ancients. He's old, but he's not very smart. No, kidding. <laughs> I understand more than the ancient because of what? I keep your precepts. I'm walking according to your word. They may be old, but they don't have real understanding. I do. Because I'm for the word of God is your source for divine wisdom. That is above earthly wisdom. When you have that, it's hard. The one can hold you back. It's just a matter of time. I admire God's servants all over. Uh, you know, I never get against any preacher of God. I admire those of them that are reaching out to the world. And they have a lot of things flying back and forth. I admire them. I pray for them. I love them. I, I thank God for their lives. Because they have followed him and God has blessed them. I know Satan sent a lot of traps to make them look stupid to the world. Because he's scared of them. But I got good understanding. And I pray for them. Please pray for these men. Amen. And you're going to get there. This is what God promised. Luke 21 verse 15. It says, For I will give you a mouth. God, Jesus speaking now. I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. That's what he promised. Jesus will deliver to you such wisdom that those who hate you, they will have to admit, yeah, we don't like him, but something's different about this man. Amen. When you speak, it makes sense to them. Because you got the wisdom of God. That's very important. Wisdom is what makes the difference between one man and the other man. There's a parable that Jesus gave. Maybe a parable Jesus telling his preaching. He said, everyone who hears this word that I'm saying, if you do those things, you're like a wise man that built his house on a rock. If you're done, you're like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. Both of them will have to deal with the trials and the troubles of life. When it's all over, one will be standing, the other one is taken away. The difference is what you do with the word of God. And how you stay close and apply yourself to God's word. Amen? That's the difference. Stand up with me tonight. I like, I like, I've always liked things simple. Uh, 
just tell me what I should do. What's the secret? Here tonight, all we're saying is get into the Word. Remember, the Bible didn't say read the Bible. The Bible says study. A lot of Christians just read. It's good to read to get understanding of the stories and all of that. But you really need to study. That means you are going after wisdom. If you're just reading, it's just, just like people out in the world, it's just like stories. But when you study, God will begin to give you understanding in the scriptures and things will be different. So make up your mind today, I am going to study God's word. Take tapes, you know, get the tapes and develop things for yourself. Study it. And you'll be amazed what things God will show to you from just listening to somebody speak. Maybe a tip or something. And just don't listen. Study. And see what God will do. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. The scripture says to get wisdom. You already know how to get wisdom tonight. So what are you going to do? Now, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So I'll cry out to God, would you give me the power to go after your word? And God will deliver that to you. If any man lacks wisdom... Let him cry out to God, and God will give it. Ask him faith, believing, because God wants you to have wisdom. He's not going to hold back wisdom from you if you ask, if he already wants you, if his will for you to have wisdom. Father, I ask that you deliver your wisdom, peace, pleasantness to your people. Your word said that Jesus came. So that we might have God's goodwill manifested in our lives. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards every man. God's desire for you is good. He wants you to enjoy life. And that's because His Son came. Lord, open our eyes tonight, O God, in Jesus' name. Help us to see into your heart. Help us to understand your loving kindness, your mercy towards us, and the exceeding greatness of your power towards us, that you truly care for us, and that we are precious in your sight. Thank you, Father. Let your word be fulfilled in the lives of your people tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.